Bonjour and welcome to another episode of the Paris Wedding Show. Today I have the pleasure of hosting a woman whose artistry and event planning transcends borders, whose passion has been nurtured since childhood and whose legacy is built upon a tapestry of cherished memories from events all across the globe. She's the creative genius behind Cash Events, a name synonymous with luxury, elegance, and unparalleled event experiences. She's inspired by her mother's dedication to party planning, design, and hospitality. She began her journey into the world of event design and has since crafted bespoke celebrations for discerning clients worldwide. Let's dive deep into the world of luxury event planning with Akeshi from Cash Events on the Paris Wedding Show. Akeshi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you here on the show. It's been a long time that I wanted you as a guest. And thanks again, as always, uh, for My taking pleasure. the time. Yes. So let's start with uh, a thought that I have about you and your business. I was thinking about this absolute amazing event that you and your team produced uh, recently this summer, where I had the, the very, the, I've been very lucky to be a, a vendor uh, with you. So it was located in Chateau Villette in, in near Paris, for those who know. Could you tell me, first of all, your secrets to create this kind of events and make <laughs> it so special? Uh, I Honestly, I look at all our events as uh, collaboration. It's not a one-man show, right? It takes a village. So I think the result of a... A great celebration is really about the team that you you pull around you, like your internal team and all the creative partners that you work with. And of course, the clients are always our inspiration and our muse. Um, but I, I would say truly just the support around um, helps the day. But um, again, we when we start with events, we start with our clients. So it's always, always starts with our clients. And I think sometimes people lose track of what the celebration is about, right? But if you go back to the core, which is a couple, if it's a wedding, and then you just work from there, right? So there's meaning and it's meaningful and it's special um, and it's something that's memorable. So I would say like the clients and of course your collaborative partners for sure. I really like your approach. And I think it's as every business who are uh, business people who are successful, Uh, it always seems very simple when you say it, like we start with the client and then we just create whatever they have in mind or create their vision. I know it's hard. I know for a fact that I've been this in, in this industry enough for uh, to realize that it takes a lot of work. So this is where you start. You go, uh, people reach out to you and they have a meeting, uh, couples with you. And so what is your process? Can you can you start with that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, a lot of times our clients will reach out and then we'll set up a call or a meeting in person. And for me, that's the most important call because right. I always share that, you know, we want to get to know them and see if we're a good fit for them and vice versa. Absolutely. Right. So that's when, you know, for us, we're listening, we're picking up little things, we're taking notes or saying, hmm, <laughs> I don't know, or hmm, this is going to be good. Right. So for me, that's the most important uh, meeting. And it's something that people we definitely want to take very seriously because you hear things. And it's a great it's a great place for me also for education, um, because a lot of couples don't understand how planning actually works or producing an event because they've never had a wedding before. 
Um, so I take that as an opportunity to connect and also educate and walk them through my process because everybody's different. I truly don't know how everybody works. So I go, I go through my process and how we work and what to expect. And um, it's also a chance for me to show them, because these are total strangers, by the way, right? At Absolutely. that moment. Um, so I take that chance to show them my that that I'm I'm the right fit by showing my expertise. And I always say, like, give your best stuff for free. Right? right. People tend to hold back and say, you know, I don't I don't want to share all this stuff in the beginning. I'm like, but why not? Absolutely. <laughs> right. I if agree. you get booked, fine. And if you don't, it doesn't hurt you. Someone left with a good impression about you. So for everyone listening, that's a good place to really shine and showcase your uniqueness, your expertise, and your level of confidence with two total strangers and say, hey, trust me with the, one of the biggest events of your life. So I love consultations. I take them and I love doing them. It just helps me connect with people. Um, it's usually about an hour. And then we go through if there's a follow-up call needed or we'll send a pr proposal. So it's all customized. It's completely based on that conversation. And then, you know, fingers crossed, they say, let's move forward. Then we go to contract. Then the fun begins. <laughs> the fun begins. Can you walk before you you walk me through the fun? Could we just go back and uh, give people and the audience a bit more of context about you? Uh, you're from the U.S. Where are you located exactly? And and then how did you first become interested in event planning? Yeah, my story. Okay, so it's kind of interesting. I if you, usually when people ask me where I'm from, I pause for a second because I'm like, I don't know. So here's my background. <laughs> right. I've been go in ahead. Chicago for twenty something years I've lost track now right but I was born I was born in the U.S. but I didn't grow up in the U.S. I grew up in Nigeria okay. Nigeria so yeah my parents went to MSU um mm -hmm. they moved when I was three to Nigeria so I spent high school I went I was in Nigeria up until high school so I was about 19 I think lost track again okay um but I didn't spend my childhood in Nigeria in, in, in America Okay. Um, and then I moved after high school and spent college in Chicago. Um, my sister was ready here. So I just kind of followed her. And I was like, of all the places in the world, <laughs> you chose Chicago. It's a great city. But the, I, I arrived in January and it was a snowstorm and I was miserable. But Oh, my God. Yeah, very um, different. But I've been in Chicago ever since. So where I'm from is is a little bit tricky. But I would say I'm Nigerian. Um, U.S. citizen, dual citizen, citizenship, um, but I'm based in Chicago, so whatever that means to anyone. It's it, it is actually very special. How how do you think it it helped you and to have this very different uh, cultural background uh, for 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 your work and for your business? Oh, I I I appreciate it so much. Um, for me, I think it just opened up. A lot of things, you know, growing up in Nigeria is very different from growing up here. And um, it's just allowed me to see see things and people with a different eye, a more open eye. And um, one of the things I love about my story is, you know, it's unique because I own where I'm from. I appreciate it. I love it. Honestly, I'm who I am because of my background. So it's it's a very big part of my identity and myself as an entrepreneur. It, I I also share a double uh, double culture. I'm from North Africa, from my dad, uh, ah. Algeria, and my mom is French, so I can understand uh, how it feels 
to uh, to have that. this dual dual connection, dual connection with culture and people, and just what you say it resonates a lot. So I yeah. can I can appreciate that too. So what what uh, started this? You were in Chicago in high school. You told me, and then what what was the sparkle? <laughs> so in college, I told myself I well ever since I was a kid, I said I wanted to be a medical doctor. If you asked right. me when I was a kid, I was like I want to be a medical doctor, and then when I was um, in college here, I was like, you know what? I think I want to do psychology. So I went to school for psychology, which, you know, I always joke that it's the best degree to have in this business because, boy, you need it. <laughs> We're in the business of people every day. Yeah. And my <laughs> lessons, as much as I can remember, come in handy. So I, you know, eventually shifted. I wanted to be a therapist, but that was also not the case. But I truly grew up um, around celebrations and entertaining um, as a kid. So my mom plays a huge, huge, huge part of my story and how I fell in love with um, the art of celebrating and hosting and entertaining. So just to give you a quick background, as a kid, my mom owned so many businesses, hotels, um, catering. She used to design for weddings. We used to sew. She had every, there was true multi-hyphenate, but she was a professor. Right. Um, so I just being her favorite child, uh -huh. <laughs> um, my siblings love that. Um, I just followed her everywhere and I just picked up on little things. I learned how to cook by, I was cooking at eight. I was sewing at eight. I used to sew my own clothes. Wow. I used to, yeah, she was making curtains. I was holding the pins. I was part of her process. So it just naturally came to me and a lot of creativity I truly just absorbed from my mom. And then I've just made it my own. She would joke and say like, you learned from me, but you've built your own unique style from it, right? But truly that was my background. And when I go back and think about it, my journey started when I was a kid, as young as eight. Um, and I know how to do a lot of things. I was creative as a kid. I was also bad because when you're creative, you're bored as a kid. And Absolutely. I used to just get into so much trouble. Like they used to hide screwdrivers and because wow. I would I would unscrew things and I would get into so much trouble and she's like, you know what, let's go put you to to work and go get creative. And I would sit with her tailors and I'd watch them sew and I'd learn how to sew that way. Um, so that was truly my background as as young as I can remember. And then just bringing that influence and making it my own, figuring out what celebrations mean to me and how I can translate that to my clients kind of followed me. So my mom used to joke and tell me like, why don't you just start planning? And, you know, I know you want to be a doctor and be a psychologist, but this is your calling. I was like, I don't know. And eventually, eventually. <laughs> I found my way. My wedding truly um, 12 years ago, almost 12 years ago, was my 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 true learning experience into the industry. I, I always joke and said I made every mistake possible, believe me, right. but it was my wedding. So I forgive myself. Um, but that was my eye opener into this world. And I was like, oh, that was crazy, but I like it. So what happened? This is I think this is very interesting. So you planned your own wedding, right? I planned 12 my years own wedding ago. like a psycho. Yes, I did. And <laughs> like then, every... so, yeah. so let yeah. me tell you also, because I knew Go how ahead. to cook, I knew how to bake, I knew how to sew, I knew how to design. Um, I couldn't really find what I where to start. So I actually started my first company was Cash Catering and Events. So it was a catering okay. company. I did one wedding and I was like, that's not happening again outside of mine. So not only did I plan and design my wedding, I also did the food through my chef and like my catering company. Wow. I it, 
it was a lot. I imagine. <laughs> um, the food is delicious. I would say that because flavor is a big part of my 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 experience and what I bring to the world. Um, however, from the planning side, I didn't know a lot about details. The details, like for example, just I'm gonna tell on myself. I sent, you know, the invitation process. I was like, this is cool. I put little crystals on them and I was gluing things and I mailed it out and I put one stamp on it. Wow. So <laughs> all the guests, well, m most of the guests got their invitation, but they had to pay the post office 49 cents to get it. So everyone got an invoice. <laughs> oh my God. Big news. <laughs> everyone got an invoice. And I was like, why are you guys getting a bill? And they're like, you have to weigh the invites first. So lesson number one out of like, I don't know, 2000, my cocktail Absolutely. hour was two hours long. It was fun for the guests because we had the best liquor, the best entertainment. They did not mind at all. But um, I learned a lot about timeline, organization, flow, flow. Um, ex yeah, the guest experience and what to do. Like, do not plan your own wedding. Number because, one, yeah. I I was so skinny. I lost so much weight and it wasn't because I was working out. It's because I was so stressed out. Um, the cake was delicious. I remember that. But I was I was too concerned with details. I was seeing things that didn't look right. I And my husband kept tapping me like, just let go. Okay. And I'm like, let go. I'm like, that's I inside can't. out and I can see a gap here. And so I you, didn't have It seems fun. like you learned a lot. I learned. A lot. And I was like, oh, here's what not to do for your client if you choose to get into this business. So as painful as it was at that time, I appreciate that journey and the fact that it was my wedding, not someone Absolutely. else's. Um, but I learned a lot about what, what it really takes on the bride side, on the wedding party side, um, and just the overall. So now, you know, delegation, hiring the right people, don't plan your own wedding. <laughs> I think it works things. to, I don't know if you agree with that. I'm sure you do actually, but like, it's, it's even better to, to think about what not to do rather than what to do. You yeah. end up like not trying to be very smart, but try to consistently not being stupid, uh, <laughs> helps, helps a lot to, uh, to, to, uh, when you do some kind of to-do list and, For sure. uh, I agree. It takes, a takes a lot of work and, and time and energy to focus on all the details and what not to do. And people have sometimes a, a bit of a confusion. They think, why should I hire somebody to, to plan my wedding when I can do it mm -hmm. myself? Mm. Of course you can, but do you want to, you know, yeah. <laughs> like ha having all these emails with the, with the vendors and uh, questions that you never think you would answer, do you have to do to, to answer now? Uh, all the allergies for the catering, all the plumbing. This is just one out of thousands of thousands of details that you already know. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it ha helps to have someone like you to, uh, to create a value, but also to have a vision. Talking about vision, when I show up to this event, this particular event, I was absolutely amazed by the design that you created uh, with the arrival of the guests, uh, with all the violinists and the music. It was like, I'm doing a lot of weddings every year, but this one was particular. It was, the castle was amazing. And there was like four or six violinists uh, just playing around with their violins and, and instruments. It was beautiful. How do you create that? Because it, it was the bride's view or did you propose that? Can you give me a... Uh, yeah, a lot of times we'll present ideas. Um, 
to clients and like based on, I look at where, I look at who, I look at the, ex it's all about the experience. And I think that I'm kind of being inspired by the clients and everyone knows me. I always have to have a grand entrance. To me, first impression is the best impression. So the first thing you see, touch here, it starts just kind of creates that magic throughout the day. So I try not to miss a chance to make a good impression, a grand impression as soon as you walk in. So for me, I'm like, as guests come in, I need something, right? Whether it's music, decor, entertainment, for it's like that wow factor. And you can't go wrong after that. So I was like, okay, we definitely need music. As soon as you know, guests had to walk down from the gate, the cars couldn't drive in to the chateau. I'm like, as they walk in, they need champagne and welcome drinks or water for some people that are not drinking. Um, but I'm like, also what they hear, and it's not just what you're hearing. I mean, we had like the amplifier, it felt like a concert. And they were Absolutely. elevated and we chose the dresses for them. And for me, all those little components, as small as they may be when you're talking about it, make a big, make a big impact. So for me, it's all about the experience. Everything is, should be an experience. Every bite, every sound, every, every touch. The five senses are my, my focus. So it's like when you think of an idea, like, okay, this is great, but how do we make it bigger? <laughs> how do we make it grander like okay yeah. and and the challenge is when you do it once you have and you have an, a concept for the next one you have to find a, another unique way to do it and that's where your creativity comes in sometimes I just have to step back and think about almost like visualize like what do I want I literally close my eyes and think about what I want people to feel when they walk in wow and what I want them to leave with um, do you take those, some time? Do you, sorry oh, yeah, to interrupt. Do, do you Absolutely. take some time on your own, like thinking yeah. on your own to, yeah. to, to create your vision? Yes. And also mm -hmm. I rely very heavily on my collaborators. My um, creative partners are a huge part of my process because I don't know everything, right? I may be inspired by an idea, but like, for example, an artist, a musician, that is their field. That's their expertise. So I may come, come up with an idea and I'll, I'll say, what do you think? And you're like, you know what? I have a better idea. And they give me, you know, something grander or they dream up something they've never done. They're like, we've never done this, but, you yeah. know, and they'll share. I remember it was jazz around midnight and they shared like, okay, let's choose the fabric for the stands. And we had to choose fabric based on like the environment. And so this, it's a collaborative effort. And I think when people work together and show the people that you work with that I rely on your expertise and I trust it, you get the best results. So for me, that's important. I never make decisions by myself. It involves the client, but also the collaborators around me, right? So from catering to music to decor, we had a florist um, also from Paris. And so we put the design together and like passed it on. So it helps to work together and better ideas come when you share, you know, and you yeah. also let the person know, like, I appreciate your expertise. So let's let's do this together. This is absolutely I absolutely agree with this with this philosophy. I think that as a vendor, when you're working with a planner or um, an event designer, I think when they let you breathe and do mm -hmm. your own way, this is where people flourish the most. So mm -hmm. and gives the best of themselves Absolutely. because you don't want to I be agree. managed by someone 
when you're a vendor, you just want to make the, the couple happy. This is what you want and this is what you need to do. So when you have someone who understand that and doesn't have the ego or the vision or whatever you call it to say, this is all on me, just like you said, right. I yeah. think it's, this is the key for me. And I, I'm not very surprised that you are, that you have this philosophy. <laughs> but there's so, also no fun to do it by yourself. Like I, yeah, yeah. my creative partners, they're my family and I want them to feel loved and appreciated. And I was, I always, I say this to my team and when I coach, I say, Every single person is important. I don't care what you're doing. If, if you're just, doesn't matter if you're dropping off the cake or you're writing a name on one place card, you're just Absolutely. as important in everybody. I don't care. So there's no, oh, this is my van. I'm oh, the producer. Yeah. Nobody wants to be barked at. Absolutely. Um, and you want to feel like you're valued. And that is my mission is to make sure my team also, that's a culture in my company that Everybody feels love. Like, we'll bug you. Like, how are you? And we'll chat with you. Like, you're going to talk to me. Yeah, and I want you to feel comfortable. And I think sometimes people are taken aback. Like, you guys are nice. I'm like, yes, we are. So come on, let's get in there. And the result, I would say that the result, the the goal is not, it's not about me. It's not about them. It's about the, the outcome and the celebration and the clients. The clients that's, yeah. the, that's the goal. There's no ego. It doesn't get you anything. And I think just human to human interaction and compassion and treating people the way you want to be treated is important. 100%. Doesn't matter if I worked in a wedding for a year, you still have to respect everyone and make them feel valued. And I think that's that's a core. Definitely um, the key. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, cash events. This is uh, this is your the name of your business. So you're known and famous for delivering unparalleled luxury in the wedding planning and event design. So how do you define that's like personally uh, luxury <laughs> in the context of event planning? So how has this right? definition evolved over the years for you? Oh boy. Okay. I'll speak for myself because I feel like luxury is used so much and sometimes misused. Luxury, it's not, for me, it's not about how much you spend. It's not about how many celebrations you have in one weekend. It's about the experience you're creating. Right. So I'm in the business of storytelling. That's it. I whether I'm telling a love story or a birth story um, that I just want to tell stories through everything. Um, and that's my goal. So that's I said, it starts with the client. They're my muse. And that's my storyline. Right. My foundation. I listen. I take my notes and I go back and like, OK, let's create. Based on that story, I'm thinking about where is they're talking. I can visualize the best location for them. I already have an idea of who the photographer I think would be a good fit for them. So I'm building in my head as I'm listening. Um, but luxury is, I, I think if I were to narrow it down, it's just down to the experience you create. You can have a luxurious event for 10 people, two people, yeah. 300 people. Obviously money helps. <laughs> of course. Right? Because my crazy ideas need need uh, money to go with it sometimes. Um <sighs> But then you can still get creative with what you have. And it's just how you twist it. It's where you position it. I can have a quartet, but I can start, I can use them in the beginning and maybe they move to the ceremony, right? If I, if I can have multiple. So it's not about just wasting money and throwing money everywhere yeah. and just being lavish. It's about down to the experience and my biggest, biggest, biggest thing. And that's what I'm kind of known for is my attention to detail it it is just i dream i dream of it i i literally wake up and sweating i'm like oh my god i had a dream like the candles were not light and people are like you need to calm down 
<laughs> everything is fine. Like I see things, um, straight lines, wrinkled linen, like things that haunt me at night are things like I that. I understand that. And sometimes simplicity is as lux- luxurious as being loud. And I think everybody's allowed whatever version that fits them. Right. So luxury is not, it doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be simple. It's whatever fits your vibe and your style and your event. But the attention to detail has to be there. People need to see like, okay, this was well thought out. This bar is not just a bar, like these napkins, like, oh, the velvet, right? The stationery, these are, you know, again, the five senses are important. And if you can sit and say, how can I create, you know, touch, feel, sound, taste and bring it all together. And it makes sense cohesively as a story. I think you build a luxurious event. So attention to detail, obviously listening to your client. Um, and just, I would just say sticking to your thing. Not, not one thing is I try my best. It's hard because we're in a world of comparison, perfection, and, um, social media doesn't help is to try to just stick with what I know. Right. Right. We're not, not everybody's good at everything. So I, I know, I know my strengths and I build on that. And the things I do not know, I leave it alone or I, I'll outsource it or I'll pass it on to someone on my team that's good for it. But the things that I know how to do, I I own it. I'm on a project unapologetically. My coffee mm-hmm. hasn't kicked in yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I hone in on that. So that becomes my signature. And I just stick with what I know. I don't um promise what I, I'm not familiar with. Um, and I I enjoy it too. So it brings out the best in me when I'm enjoying my work and I I want to do the best for the client. So all of these little things plug in and then you get like the final, you know, experience or <laughs> celebration that you see. But it's a lot of moving parts. But I, you know, again, these are my things I just try to focus on. What 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 am I good at? How can I translate that and bring make that what experience do I want to create? What details are a must? Like in all our celebrations you see details because details to me are make the biggest impact no matter how small um and just pushing yourself to not getting too comfortable where you're just repeating the same thing yes. over and over again so as a creative it's like you have to keep tapping into like hey that was fun so what's next and <laughs> how can we do it differently and you know making being a little bit uncomfortable but not leaving your territory of what you're what you know that's uh that's actually a good transition because my next question was about uh, you emphasizing the importance of of exclusivity. You you accept mm-hmm. only a limited number of events each year. How so? Definitely. How do you ensure that each event remains unique and personalized? While on the other hand, you manage the growing demand for your business. Yeah. No. Um. So my I I made that decision a few years ago because I, as you evolve and as you grow, you know, I used to. I always joke, I'm like, there's there's no pride in saying I do 50 weddings a year. I'm like, how in the world did My we God. do it back then? Right. So as you grow and as you get better, the demand is higher. The requirement from your client, like, and as you charge, you know, you grow, you charge more, you get better weddings, you get bigger budgets. Um, you start to understand that it requires your time, attention, and creativity. And when mm-hmm. you block your creativity with just back to back to back there's it's almost impossible to deliver the same unique um experience that you can create and i i believe in customization i believe in unique experiences and i know for a fact that i cannot do it by just piling up weddings like at some point i'm just gonna be like just put it on the bar it's fine you know yeah yeah 
whatever centerpieces is great because there's no time to think and I have to think Absolutely. and also I have to enjoy what I'm doing and I understand the impact um what we do has on our physical health and our mental health and in order for me to enjoy what we do um I have to take time and I I, I want to be excited about the next one so I try not to pile things up and I, I want to give my absolute best to my clients it's it's mostly uh the the very famous line about quality over quantity 100% applied to luxury <laughs> absolutely there's the mathematics of of cash events <laughs> so talking about the future what's next for you for, for cash events are there any oh upcoming projects or initiative that you're particularly <laughs> excited about anyone that knows me is probably laughing right now like she has something <laughs> i'm always i'm a dreamer i'm a Um, I'm, I'm always dabbling into things. I still, I have my magazine and we're, we have our holiday, but, um, holiday issue launching soon. So I still do that. I have our blog with art of celebrating, um, we'll launch a subscription for that soon. Oh, nice. I, my, my goal is to just help people celebrate more elegantly, more, doesn't have to be a wedding beyond your wedding. Um, Celebrate everything and do it with style. So that's my goal. Whatever that is um, in the future, whether it's products, um, subscriptions, you know, I, I don't know. So I'm, <laughs> as long coming. as I'm having fun, right. um, more destinations, more dreamy weddings. Um, yeah, please come back to France as soon as possible. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So beautiful. That was so nice. The best to, uh, champagne. <laughs> I don't know if I can say yeah, that. <laughs> France is obviously champagne. So thank you. Thank you again for uh, for taking the time to uh, to share our time zones. I'm, I'm in Paris. You're in Chicago. So yeah. I know it's it's early in uh, in Chicago right now. So thanks again for being here. If you want to finish with some words, any advice, recommendation for any for the brides listening or the grooms. I know that brides listen more. So <laughs> if you have something to say, feel free. Uh, final thoughts for brides or couples. I would say just try try not to be so influenced by trends and and what's you know trending. A wedding is not a time to go viral. A wedding is truly <laughs> if you go viral, great, right? But a wedding for me should be personal and intentional and meaningful. And sometimes people fall into the trap of um you know, trying to match what you saw. And sometimes it gets confusing. So I would say just kind of when you get lost in all of that, just bring it back to you, what makes you happy, what keeps you excited. On the other, on the other hand, I would also say that to remember that the people that are working on your events are human beings. Treat them with love, treat them with respect, treat them with compassion, you know, um, And I think some somehow somewhere it got lost. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I think it was a pandemic. Um, I have amazing clients, so I'm not speaking about my clients, but you hear these horror stories and I'm like, in the end, we have to remember that we're dealing with human beings and these human beings have their own lives and have their own issues. Like sometimes I, I talk to vendors and the things they're going through at that moment is wild and they still showed up with a smile on their face. Right. Um, so it's just a, Just a little reminder and that, you know, your vendors are here for you and you only. <laughs> They're not here to sabotage you. They're there for you to make sure you have the best experience and you get the best when you give the best. Like people, when you treat people nicely, they would do anything for you. 
when you treat them like crap, then they just give you whatever you're contracted for, <laughs> right? And we love to give beyond our contract. So anyway, yeah, that such- and uh, yeah, just be good to yourself. Have fun. Have fun and trust the people you hire. Hire a wedding planner. Um, but just have fun. Have have the best time. Perfect. So I will definitely leave uh, Akashi's website. You can you can hear and read all about her and her business. And thank you again so much for taking the time to speak out today. Thank you for having me. This See is you fun. Thank probably you. <laughs> in Paris or in France someday. Fingers crossed. Yes. <laughs> thank you again for being thank here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to The French Wedding Show. If you want to know more about our guest today, you can go to the show notes and find all the relevant links. Also, have a look at my website, theparisiancelebrant.com, also in the show notes. If you want to start to plan your wedding ceremony or elopement in Paris or anywhere in France. I look forward to hear your ideas. Thank you again so much for listening and see you soon for another episode.